welcome back, my Faithfully Led Tribe. It is I, your Faithfully Led host, Sean Romero, coming back with another outstanding episode, bringing to you important things that we got to talk about, especially in life, especially in this stuff, in this day and age, and the craziness that's going on, you know, the pandemic, and, and just life in general, you know, my next guest, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about, you know, not only her story and her, you know, trials and her tribulations, but how she's helping other people overcome these things that we really going to need to talk about and face together. But first, before we do that, guys, go ahead and hit the like and subscribe button, especially if you're on iTunes, because you know how that algorithm goes. And we want to make sure that everyone hears the message because you just never know who needs to hear this message. So today I'm talking with Annette Wittenberger. Now, Annette, she is the host of an outstanding podcast, all right? And I've already been a guest on it, and I'm telling you, speaking from experience, it's an awesome podcast. You guys got to follow her. Please do this. It's called A Wild a wild Ride Called Life, an incredible, incredible podcast. She's a retired Army veteran. Woo, vets. She's a mother of two teenagers. She's a military spouse, you know, dealing with life, you know, after the Army, after the military. And we discussed that a lot, you know, here on the page because, you know, of course, me being a veteran and stuff like that. But she's also going to talk about the struggles of how to deal with the family issues, how to deal with the personal issues, how to deal with the professional issues while having to deal with PTSD, anxiety, trauma, depression, all that other stuff. But also at the same time, having to build a message to inspire other people to inspire especially women who have to go through this and who are specifically our vets who, who don't know how to deal with that transition and have to deal with all that stuff because again we all diff deal with it differently and and how god really plays a part in all this stuff so with that annette thank you for being on i appreciate it welcome how are you hi thank you so much <laughs> yeah. what an intro that's yeah. awesome oh yeah well you know hey you're 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 important. You're important. You're, 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 you're a big star here, man. I'm you, feeling it. Yes. Yes. You know, I mean, you, you know, when I, when we first talked and when I was on your podcast and stuff, I mean, your story w was just really incredible. And, and I mean, and again, being a veteran, we understand that we, we kind of speak the same language, you know, you, you know, and we, I guess we can kind of say we're related because the air force was one part, part of the army, you know what I mean? At one point in time. And then, we kind of went our way and now we're kind of having the same thing with the space force, you know, and we're kind of having our own baby there. You know what I mean? Birthing that, you know, <laughs> they're having their own little birth and struggles there, you know, which is, was just crazy. And if you haven't watched it on Netflix, I'm telling you right now, if you're a veteran, you're going to really enjoy that show on Netflix with Steve Carell, total side note, hilarious. I binge watched it the other day. I loved it. Um, so space force, check it out. So, you know, how did all this come about? You know, you, you, you know, it, you, I love the name of the podcast, a wild ride called life, because really life is about the journey. It's not where you start and it's definitely not where you finish. It's about that journey right there in the middle, you know, and, and that's where everything happens. So tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us, you know, how this came about. So I, I retired almost four years ago and I retired early. It was unexpected. Uh, I, you know, I didn't make the, the promotion list and I was devastated. And I think holding in all my feelings for the course of the 17 years to include my childhood, I just held everything in. And I think once I hit that 
breaking point of, oh my God, I, I have to get out in six months. Everything just fell on me. And I, I didn't know how to process it. And, and I, I went into this deep, dark depression and I felt like a failure. I, I felt like I lost my identity and, and I needed to do something because I wasn't going to make it. And and I, that's how I created my, my blog called The Wild Ride Call Life. And then later on, um, that has turned into the podcast, The True Sweet High. So those are together because I am sharing my own story of how I struggled, but I'm overcoming it. And I share other people's stories who have gone through the same thing to show everyone else that we're not alone. Mm. And, and I think that both of those together, it's what keeps me going each day because I, you know, I really, I, I hit the low, the low point and I, I really shouldn't be here today. You know, I, the, the, the name of the podcast again is the truths that truths we hide podcast. And it's important because you know what you said, I, I resonate cause I, I know exactly how you felt, you know, when you got out, um, and it wasn't when you expected to get out. It wasn't on your terms. And um, it was based on somebody else's terms, whatever it was. You know, mine was because my my commander and I just didn't see eye to eye. And there was a loophole and he didn't want to re-enlist me. And so, um, and and there was nothing I could do to fight that. Yeah. So, you know, I didn't, I didn't end my career on my terms mm -hmm. and so but i allowed myself to be defined as hey i was the f-16 guy i was the military guy i was the airplane guy i was the air force mm -hmm. guy you know and once that was removed then you're like exposed this exposed nerve you know because now you're on the other side of the fence and you're you're all alone man you're not you're not on that inside of the fence you don't have that comfort zone and so you know for for a guy that's you know it's like deep you know what yeah. i mean like, holy crap but you know even for a woman especially you know, and we're, I'm, I'm a single dad, you know, and I was going through a divorce at the same time. It was just like, it was all everything that happened, yeah. but you know, for, <clears throat> just for you, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, you, you, you didn't end it on your terms. And so that is very devastating psychologically. So what did you do to help you kind of like get yourself back in here? Because again, as parents, we have other people that rely on us. And that's a heavy burden on our shoulders to kind of face while we're dealing with our own personal struggles. So how did you deal with that? How did you face that? And what did you do to help you overcome what that was all about? You know, I had to start writing. I had to start talking to other people to figure out if this was really normal to feel this way, because I didn't know what to do. And the more I talked to other people and, and saw that they also had a difficult time transitioning, that this was something that we faced together, I, I started to realize, okay, so I'm not the only one and I have to do something about it. And, you know, the night that I was done with everything, I had called one of my friends and she's like, you know, Annette, you, you have kids. You, you're not a failure. You successfully completed more years in the military than you know I could have ever done just all these things and, and you know even though I knew that I didn't feel it because again right. you feel like a failure so I had to I had to sit there and realize I, I do have other kids that are looking at me and I never realized how much they saw over the years of my depression and my outrages and all these little things until my daughter had to say something to me. And I was just like, oh my God, 
you know, you don't realize what your children see. And then for her to be able to voice that just broke my heart. And I knew then I have to do something. Otherwise, she's going to think this is normal. Sure. I mean, it, it is, it's normal to have these feelings, but the way that I was acting on them was not good for anybody. Right. So I, I you know, and I think the blog, although it was terrifying because nobody really knew how I was feeling and for me to put it out there to the world and get these, you know, I got all types of feedback, either why are you doing that? How are you doing that? (laughs) Don't you keep keep your business in your house? You know, just little things like that. And I started to doubt myself like, man, maybe I shouldn't be saying things, but no, I need to, because this was my self-healing journey. And if I can help someone else, but I have to keep going. So I'm right. sorry if you don't agree with it. This is saving my life. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, it, the devil tends to want to put that in your ear saying, who are you? Who do you think you are? You know, keep that to yourself, you know, because they want to keep you down because the, your story is your testimony and it's going to help so many other people to get out of that. And to be able to recognize that. So what was the point that you first started recognizing? Because I know for me, it wasn't until a few months after I got out when I really truly recognized like, wow, I have an issue here. Like this is a big issue for me. You know, I, I'm no, I, I'm not wearing the uniform anymore. I'm not going back to base. I'm not doing, this is really odd for me. And it was hard for me to kind of really come to terms to that concerns with that. So what was that moment for you? And then, you know, how did you come to terms with it? I know you used the outlet for your blog and stuff like that, but before that even happened, you you had to have that moment. What was that moment like for you? You know, I, I just, I realized that I was acting out in ways that were not healthy and and it was brought to my attention several times when I chose to ignore it because I thought I could do this myself. Mm -hmm. I don't need anybody's help. I'll, I'll keep, I'll I'll continue to take these meds, but I don't need to talk to anybody, but I, you know, I, and I thought I was okay. And and I was just kind of just living day to day, but it really didn't hit me what I really should be thankful for until I was in a car accident two years ago. And my, my daughter and I, you know, we, we were hit head on and nobody could understand how we survived it. And, and I think that was the point where I was like, okay, I, I, I hear you. I'm done. I have to stop fighting this. I have to stop thinking boohoo me, you know, feeling sorry for myself and pretending that I'm okay until that moment, because through all the suicide attempts, through all the deep, dark depression holes that I was in, this finally woke me up. It was like, look how many times God has saved you. Mm -hmm. You didn't see it. So here it is. And that's when I was like, shit, you were so right. (laughs) He saved me again, but from one of the most traumatic things that could have ever happened in my life. I need to open up my eyes and listen. And it was then, it was two years ago. So I was like, okay, because the whole time before I kept ignoring it. I kept thinking, I'm good. I don't need to talk about this. I'm fine. But I wasn't. Right. You know, it's hard. It's hard when you're, when you're in that mode, you know, 
to come from the military where you are, I mean, you are a part of a team, yeah. but essentially sometimes, you know, when, when people look at you, they, they look at you in a way that they're like, listen, you can handle anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're in the military. You know what I mean? You're just, you're, you know, you're Rambo. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. Yeah. You can be a clerk and people think automatically like, hey, man, you, you, what, you, you've been in combat, haven't you? Like, no, man, right. I'm sitting in office all day. You know what I mean? I'm in finance. You know what I mean? You know, where me, where they're like, hey, have you flown that? Or, you know, have you dropped bombs? And I'm like, oh, I'm like no, that, it's, it's, it's not what I do, you know? Yeah. But it's, but they, they give you that, it's that sense of bravado also. You know what I mean? That it's, it's also a false sense of security in a way because, We'll go out, we'll listen to it. You know, we go through it, we, we do our thing and we're like, yeah, man, you know, we, we're, we're doing this, but in, in the everyday basis of it, it's like, it's like another job, you know, right. it's like a job to us, you know? Right. And when, you know, people see that standard, you know, and it's to us, it's like, it's not that really that it's, you know, you see it's here, but we feel we're down here. Yeah. And then when reality hits, we're like, you know, then we're trying to say, no, we were up here. We were here and I can handle this. And, and, and we try to take that our past and say, and use that as collateral, if you will. Yeah. You know what I mean? And say, yeah. this, this is how it's going to go through. And, and so, you know, when, when people came to you like that, when people started sitting there saying, Hey man, you know, what, what, what was some of the like most, you know, responses that you would get not, not not saying the negative but the positive ones what were they saying you know and, and did they have an effect on you to kind of change your perspective you know on on how you're handling it and, and did it open you up because you're we're geared to train a certain way for a certain environment but now that we're not in that environment we have to kind of rewire ourselves did that did, did those responses help you change your perception on how you had to handle the help or ask for the help and, and deal with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, I guess we just, we grew up in the military not giving ourselves enough credit because it was, it was a 24 hour, seven days a week kind of thing. It was just our life. That was just what we did. And so you don't, you know, we don't give ourselves enough credit. And so when I was going through all this and people were like, you served 17 years in the army and you raised two children and you did this. And I wouldn't just be like, yeah, I mean, but that's just, that's just what I did. After a while, I had to actually give myself credit and said, you know what? I did do that. And I am experienced and I need to give myself credit. And I am, I'm still me even without the uniform because I learned so many valuable lessons while I was serving that that's who, that's what made me who I am today. So I am stronger than I think. I am smarter than I think. And it's just all these things that I never gave myself credit for before. And so it was, it was difficult to, it, it's so difficult for me to receive compliments because it's like, but that's just what I do. Yeah, so, <laughs> I, I know. Yeah. So it's yeah. hard. And so even now when people find out, oh, thank you for your service. I'm like, oh yeah, thanks. Yeah. I don't know what to say. <laughs> I know. I get the same thing. The same thing. I, I know exactly what you mean. You're like, all right, thank you. I know. I don't know what to say. It's like, yeah. well, that was my job. That was my life. And I, I don't know. So it's, you know, it, it, it was hard to accept those little things that people would say. But um, I think over time, I had to sit there and go, you know what? I, yeah, you're right. I, I did. I, I did do it. I did serve. I did. I did raise um, 
two kids I'm still raising, but you know, it's just, uh, they're still alive. Um, and I just, it, yeah, it's just hard. It, it's really hard. Yeah. And, 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 you know, having to deal with the depression and it's something that, you know, people look at it in a negative way and there's such a negative connotation in dealing with that. And then when people sit there and they talk about PTSD, automatically they think about you had to be in combat. You had to be doing something. You had to whatever. And what they don't really understand is that, you know, PTSD really does stem from a traumatic experience sometime before then. And then we tend to kind of repress it. And then other events happen during our lives. And then that's really kind of how it triggers it. And it comes out and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, so as, as a mom, as a veteran, as a spouse, you know, how did you deal with that? You know, I, as I'm, I'm, I'm actually working on my book now and I'm digging deep into all these things in my life. And it's been, it's been difficult because I was raised in a society where we really didn't talk about our feelings. I didn't even realize I had PTSD at the age of nine until now, because we didn't talk about that stuff. You don't, you, you get all, you know, you go through a, a the trauma and then you just get over it so all those years all my life I've just I repressed it until now where it's like this is why I was this way and even in the military I didn't talk about it I would not really tell it was just a doctor's appointment when I, when I went to try to seek help because I didn't want to be seen as weak and you know, because I, I never really learned how to speak out about it. And I was afraid I didn't want to be judged. So I think as I started, once I retired and I started to do the blog, I think that's when I was like, you know what, I, I have to say something because there's so many of us who don't. And I started to learn that PTSD was not just from combat. And it's not even just for veterans, really. Mm-hmm. It, any person on the street could be suffering and we don't know it because we often think of a disability as something uh physical with your with a limb or or whatever but nobody really knows or understands that it's an invisible wound on the inside as well so there's so many different things that are happening internally and i didn't really understand that until these you know these past four years where i've really been trying to deal with my own and so it took me a long time to finally be able to talk to my own family about it because before it was, I don't want to talk about it. You don't understand. Right. Uh, I'm just going to go in my room and, and hide. And I would really be a mean person and I was not pleasant. And I'm so ashamed of that, but I was just not because I, nobody was going to understand. So right. I had to learn, I had to learn how to communicate it. And it's still difficult because when people don't understand it, they don't know how to, approach you or ask you those certain questions without something triggering you yeah so i had to educate myself along with others and it's not easy and you know and i had to learn that i needed to change or i needed to educate myself so that i can teach my own kids that i'm sorry mom was such a brat Um, but this is why, and this is what I'm trying to do now. (laughs) And so it's gotten a lot better because I'm not that brat anymore. (laughs) 
Uh, and I want my kids to know that it's okay to not be okay and that it's okay as a teenage boy and teenage girl to talk about it. I don't want them to think that it's a scary topic and that, you know, people are going to look at you differently. But I think I had to learn that even though I lost some friends from it, there was a reason why. And it's okay. I mean... You know, at, as I like to think of the cultural thing, because, you know, I, I grew up the same way, you know, we didn't really talk about our feelings, you know, I mean, every now and again, you, you know, parents, I, I honestly don't even remember, I think, you know, my, my dad was, you know, he was my baseball coach growing up and stuff like that. And he was in the military. And so, you know, and, and every now and again, he, you know, it's like, oh, I love you, you know, but it wasn't like an everyday thing. Like, you know, I tell my kids, I love you every day, you know, yeah. it's, it's just part of the thing. I say it like three or four times a day, you know, it was just, it was one of those things, but I never had that growing up and I don't even remember, you know, like when I never remember seeing my dad, like being super, super proud of me until like the day I graduated basic training where I hear like, you know, I love you. You're, you're, you're like this huge accomplishment, you know, even in high school, you know what I mean? You're like, it, it's always like that awkward thing. You're like, are you going to say it? Hi. You know, it's like, you know, you, you, you ever seen like the movie Step Brothers where they're like, <laughs> and where they're trying to hug, you're like, you know, I, you know it's, it's kind of like that. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean so you know and it's it's crazy but now it's because you know we never really did that and you know even as a guy it's you're like man come on man really you're gonna do that some of that stuff you know that's it so it's really you know but it's 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 actually not only just therapeutic but it's health it's healthy yeah be able to do that and so you know once that those walls started coming down i'm sure that there was another flood of emotions that build that stuff up because now you're like all those barriers that damn just like broke you know and so there was a total different you know discord of, of having to deal with that how do you help other people deal with that you know going through that been through that and still some ways dealing with that how do you help other people you know, adjust to that, especially in the very beginning where they don't understand how to do it. I think once I chose to state that I am, I chose to live with my mental illness and not suffer from it, that was huge. And so that's what I try to help people with is it's okay. You have PTSD, you have depression, you have anxiety. Mm-hmm how are you going to live the rest of your life with it though? Are you going to continue to just, you know, get, keep that wall up and and suffer or are you going to live with it and just say, okay, this is me. And I I tried to help them turn their mess into their message because we all have a story to tell. And I think once we find our people who understand it, it, it makes it a little bit easier to, to just raise up your hand and say, I, I need help or right. this, this is what happened. And, but I'm going to be okay. Cause it's not going to go away. You're just going to learn how to live with it right. and be comfortable with it and not let that stigma take over to where you're like, I'm good. There's nothing wrong, but there really is something wrong and, and it's going to consume sure. you until you explode. And that's, and I've been there. So that's what I try to help people do is let's talk about it before you just, you know, you're, you're going to explode if you don't say something. 
Yeah, I mean, and it's hard for people to kind of change that. It's it's not an overnight switch. No, I think no. that people have to understand that this is not something that's going to happen overnight. This isn't something that you're going to wake up one morning and be like, "Oh, hey, hey, I'm good. I can talk about this." You know what I mean? No, it's it's not like that at all. It's it's no. it's it's you know you can't. You know, it's something that's very, very emotional for a lot of people, especially whatever traumatic experience that they've been through, whether it's been, you know, addictions or abuse or, you know, sexual abuse, whatever it was, you know, mm -hmm. what I mean, it's very, very traumatic. And, you know, even if you saw something that was completely devastating, like, you know, I, I talk to people who are, you know, kids who were around who were young during 9-11 that actually saw that, you know, and they were didn't know how to process those emotions when they were younger. And, and now that they're older, it's like, you know, hey, let's talk about this. You know, how do you feel about that? You know, and, and how do you feel about this? Because that definitely goes into how their, their, their thought process and, you know, dealing with not only other events, but people that were, you know, were like the people that happened, you know, that, that caused those events. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you don't want them to have that closed heart, you know, as, as God you know, says that, you know, and then we were talking about this earlier in Ephesians 4, 26, you know, it says, you know, we must not sin out of anger, you know, and, you know, when we see these things, we get that anger back and that anger, you know, so how do you help them overcome that and not say, hey, man, you know, now you're dealing with all these flooding of emotions, but now is not the time to go out and, you know, act out in that anger. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to feel these things, but, hey, it's not okay. How do you set those boundaries for them? Because there has to be boundaries. And if, you know, instead of saying, okay, let's go run wild, you know, you're okay. Let's, this is what you have to do. These all, but no, you have to set those boundaries. How do you help them set those boundaries? I was actually, we were talking to my son about this last night as you we were watching the news and, and all the, the looting that was going on. And it was, you know, trying to talk about what is that going to solve though? That's a temporary fix of, your anger you're going to go break into someone's business to do what don't you right. that's going to hurt them right. and what are you getting out of it a free pair of shoes what does that solve right and, and, and why did you do that i mean what's that it, it's just it, it's so hard it, it, it's so hard to explain that it, it's just all these little things that we do out of anger is a temporary fix and so we have to figure out what is, what is going to be the solution? What are we looking for out of that? Mm -hmm. You know, if you're trying to hurt somebody, why are you trying to hurt them? What is it going to do? Nothing. Because then you're going to end up feeling bad and you just sinned against someone who may have hurt you, but maybe you need to take that as a lesson of, well, maybe we need to communicate better or maybe I need to not be so sensitive about this topic that triggered me or it's just, there's so many different things. So you have to just sit back and, and really think what is what is that going to solve right yeah I, I agree i mean there's you, you, what do you do you know and, and again you have to look at it from a, a you know an unbiased perspective in a lot of ways because that's really where you're going to get a lot of the truth there because if you got your emotions you know that's just you're running off those raw emotions you know and and you tend to close yourself off of what truth is and what you know what it can be and, and then it tends to lead you down a very dark path because you know now you're closed off from closed off from the word especially as a believer you're closing yourself off from the word you're doing what you want and not necessarily what god wants you to do and how god wants you to react and, and that tends to be very very you know a, a difficult thing to come back from i mean you definitely can come back from that but you tend to do things that 
you normally wouldn't do or normally would react and that would kind of put yourself in a in a in a crazy place but let, let let's let's talk about you know how you help your spouse and how you help your kids deal with this because they're a part of this too you know and your family's a part of this too and so and they're a big part of the healing because when you act out in those ways you may not realize it at the time but you're hurting them too and so how do you rec reconcile that how do you go and help people reconcile you know that pain and that hurt you know knowing that you know a lot of it that you have to do a lot of introspect you have to do a lot of looking into yourself and a lot of personal debrief as i call it you know and really be honest with yourself you know how do you help reconcile all that pain and help them through their pain yeah that no that's a really good question because it's it, it was very difficult for me to just admit that there was a problem and often my husband would have to take my kids aside and say you know mom's not feeling good just give her some space and then i had to come in and say okay this is this is why and i had to learn to say i'm sorry and I had to learn to communicate. I, I couldn't, I could no longer use that phrase, you don't understand. I had to explain things and, and not keep pushing them, you know, pushing them away and, and changing the subject or just yelling or, or walking away. I had to stand up and admit that this is what was wrong. And it was really hard, you know, and my, my husband, he didn't know what to do. He would just get angry because I would constantly say, you don't understand. And I never really helped him to understand. And so over the course of the year, you know, I just, he would have to tell me, look, I don't get it. I don't know, but you're not helping. And we cannot live like this if this is how you're going to be. And so I had to really do a lot of self-reflection and, and come to terms with the fact that I'm, I'm hurting them. If I don't talk, I need to talk. I need to use my words. And that's what we do with my son when he gets frustrated because I started to see a little bit of me in him and he wouldn't know how to get the words out. He would just get so angry. And it, it broke my heart because I'm like, oh my God, that's me. We can't do this. Right. And we had to sit him down. And I had to learn along the way that we needed to use our words and just explain it. And it's, it's hard because we, you know, we don't think our kids see anything. They just think mom's mad. Um, but I think it's very important now in these days to have that talk with your kids because like you and I growing up, mom was mad and she was going crazy and we didn't know why. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. she was just like, get out, go do your chores or throw a chancla or something. And it's like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, can't, yeah. We can't do that anymore. You know, we can't. That's, that's the original laser guided bomb right there, man. That's, that's <laughs> no original JDAM right there. It was, anything she had a hairbrush a shoe a spatula yeah. and so didn't matter it's that that was hitting the target 10 times out of 10 it was gonna hit you seriously and so i realized i can't i can't raise my kids like that you know if we want them to grow up to be decent human beings we need to teach them that 
you know, communication is key and, and that's what's going to be helpful no matter if it's with your enemy or not. You have to you have to be able to communicate your your thoughts and your feelings and not just act out of anger. Yeah. Step away if you're that pissed. Just take a deep breath and walk away because you're going to say things you don't mean. You're going to do something that you're going to regret. And I mean, I've done it. I've been there and it's not pretty. Yep. It's the truth. Yeah. You got to learn how to let go. And then once you learn to let go, that's, that's when real healing does come in. And, and that's when it really starts because you're allowing yourself to heal and, and you allow yourself to, you know, reconcile the pain, you know, that, that not only has you've been through, but you've caused also, you know, and, you know, it's true when they say hurt people hurt people, but we don't understand why we may be hurting them or understand when we are even doing it. So it's, you know, that, that's a a big deal right there, you know, and, um, and guys, if if you don't understand what a chancla is, especially in the Hispanic community, (laughs) uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I I want you to go to YouTube and I want you to go YouTube that because there's one really famous video. That's I, I, I laugh at it every single time where this lady, she chucked one and it had to be at least, 30 feet man and th- and she hit her daughter running their daughter was running right in the back boom hit her it was i'm talking about dude this was locked on target I, and and i'm telling you if you don't know what a jdam is a joint direct attack munition go google that too see what that is and then you're gonna see the the absolute spot on difference where the u.s air force got that technology from the hispanic woman i'm telling you right now that's exactly what that is. And I have felt it and seen it in person. So both. Okay. I've seen JDAMs dropped and I've seen junk less dropped and I'm telling you, they are one in the same. Okay. Seriously guys. Um, but uh, <laughs> getting back to, you know, the, you know, this stuff, you know, kind of getting lighthearted and stuff, you know, after the healing started, you know, what, it, what is it, you know, how is it now? How is it, you know, how is your relationship now? How is it, you know, growing and, and how have you guys come together in, in, in that? I will say it's, it's not perfect, but it is better. Mm-hmm. I, I have grown a lot and I think they've also learned um, that if, if mom says she needs a little bit of time just to give it, <laughs> and, but I, but I've learned to, to say things like that. Um, but there, you know, every day is different. There's, there's days where I'm just like, I, I'm just so stressed out. And I have to just say, okay, I'll just give me a few minutes. Um, but I have, I definitely didn't think I was going to be where I am today. I, I have definitely become more vulnerable and I do it to help other people. And I think that's why I do what I do. That's why I am where I'm at. My, I'm just so passionate about, you know, my own self healing journey but to help other people because I know how it feels. I know how it feels to be hurt and depressed. And, and, and I really want to give people hope that you can, you can make it. It, you know, it might, it might not happen in a month or, or, or two, but if you have the patience and the, and the passion, it, it can, it can, it can happen. And so I, I am in a better place, but you know, I just, it's not every day is perfect. There's days where I just can't, and I will just watch Netflix all day and it's okay. <laughs> and the next day I'll get back to it. Yeah. 
You know, so as we close this out, you know, what is it that you want people to take away from this? And what do you want people to take away from your story? Hearing, you know, how you, you went through all this stuff and you've been through it all uh, and you've been through a lot, you know, what, what is the, and, and I hate to put it like this, but to kind of contextualize it, what is the one main primary thing that you want people to take away from? Because I know a lot of people are going to take away multiple things and multiple, you know, aspects of it, but what is, what do you want people out of it most that you want them to come away from? You're hearing your story. I think the one thing that sticks out immediately is, is it is okay to not be okay. Uh, we, we don't give enough ourselves and give ourselves enough grace. And I think we're really hard on ourselves. So if we, if we live by that and, and realize that, okay, today I need a time off and I'll start again tomorrow, then it makes things so much easier. I think we're just too hard on ourselves. So just, just have your moment, but get back up. Yep. Yep. Ephesians 4.26, you know, not sent out of anger, you know, but you know, it's okay to be angry. It's okay to be hurt. And like you said, you know, it's, it's okay. It's okay to be hurt and it's okay not to be okay. It's a God honest truth. It really truly is. And there's nothing negative about it. There's nothing weak about it. There's, it, it, there's a lot of strength in that. And to be able to sit there and say, yeah, I, I time out, man, I need to knock it off, you know, and, 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 uh, and regroup. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I think that, that we need to do a lot of that today. And, uh, you know, and, and seriously, and thank you so much for sharing this. This is very important. This is a very important topic. This is going to be, you're an inspiration to a lot of people, especially as veterans, you know, and, and having to do with that. And especially a lot of women out there, you know, I know my podcast is generally geared towards men, but understand men that, you know, guys, if you have that significant other, your wife, your sister, your spouse, mom, whatever, they may be going through the same thing and they may not understand that this is a way to open those barriers and break down those barriers of communications and to be able to help you overcome what you need to do. But also, especially if you're a spouse who is going through this, you need to hear their side of the story. So that way you can be a better person for them and be a better rock for them. So that way you can lift them up. And so that way they can achieve their greatness you know, and, and that's really what it's all about because that journey that we call life, that wild ride we call life, you know, it's, it's really about that journey. You know, we have our destination that we want to head to and that we want to accomplish, but it's everything that we do in the middle. That's what creates our legacy. And uh, that's, that's what it's all about. So, Annette, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really, truly. Thank you. No, thank you. Honestly, it's such an honor to, to be able to do something like this, because like I said, I, I don't think I would have been here a year ago. So thank you so much. You know, and, and glory be to God that you're here. So Amen. because, uh, you, you know, your story is specific, just, you know, not just specific to you, but it's just so many other people that parallel it and to hear someone else that, have the accolades that you have, you know, and just being able to wear the uniform for as long as you did. And again, this is coming from someone who's wore the uniform just as long as you did. It's difficult. And especially when it comes off and you have that exposed nerve, it's, it's really hard. So, you know, 
Um, so kudos to you and, and, and it's awesome to see you on your journey and to see how you grow. So it's very exciting. It's very exciting. So, you. you know, we're, we're definitely going to do this again and kind of, uh, see what we can do to help other people, especially other veterans. So, you know, this is definitely yes. something that's really important. So, you know, but glory be to God, because God has your purpose, especially in the truths we hide podcast guys, go check it out because yours truly is going to be on there. It's uh, so you guys got to check it out. Truths we hide podcast. It's an, an inspirational, a very incredible and very important podcast. You guys got to check it out. Um, and again, all you, all the stuff is going to be in the show notes, how to get in touch with Annette, how to go, especially on her website and, and read her story and reach out to her. She's, She's such an incredible resource, especially for you, for you ladies that are hurting and that you don't understand. You don't know where to go. Um, you got somebody, you got a wingman, you know, you got a wing woman and she's not going to chuck that chunkla out of, out of anger. Do you, you know, she's going to, she's going to get you that, uh, that chunkla truth that we want to call it, you know? <laughs> so, you know, it's the chunkla truth that we want to call it. <laughs> so, uh, so Annette, thank you so much. God bless you. Really, truly. Thank you. Thank you. All right, guys. And remember, guys, be blessed, but most importantly, be that blessing. Until next time, guys.